The Packers 2021 NFL Draft, pretty good. All the news that came out about Aaron Rodgers before the 2021 NFL Draft, pretty bad. Packard Nation, welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Can this madness just end with Aaron Rodgers coming home and winning a Super Bowl, please? Grassy. And today, we are going to be grading the Green Bay Packers 2021 NFL Draft. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First, on the Patreon side of things, we got Ben Baldwin. A big shout out and thank you to you. And over on the YouTube membership side of things, we have Mr. Wolf and Fabian L. Upgrading to get their name in the credits. A big shout out and thank you to you all. Now, I put out this disclaimer Every single year we do draft grades. It takes at least three to five years to fully understand and evaluate a draft class. So, for example, I just did about a week and a half ago, or it might have been three years ago. I don't know at this point. The Rogers News is making time go very, very slowly. I regraded the Packers 2018 NFL draft because it's been three years and it makes a lot of sense. So while I'm going to attach a letter grade to this, please understand that not a single person on this planet knows how this draft class is going to perform. If we did, well, then everyone that every single team drafted would be a home run. So it's not. So yeah, take this with a grain of salt. So let's start things off going with our first round pick going after corner from Georgia, Mr. Eric Stokes at 6'1", 194 pounds. Now, right off the bat, Packers fans are like, where's the wide receiver? I want the wide receiver. But instead they went after a corner, which I argued was our number one need heading into the 2021 NFL draft because... Yeah, we re-signed Kevin King, but he wasn't going to cut it. Instead, we are going to be eventually replacing him, hopefully, with Eric Stokes, who ran a 4-2-5 40-yard dash. Yeah, not going to get burned by Scotty Miller doing those numbers. From 2018 to 2020, he had 60 solo tackles, 4 interceptions, 2 pick 6s, and 22 passes defended. In 2020, he had the second lowest completion rating allowed at 18.2%. And in addition, he has no medical issues. Well done. I really, really like this pick because we're getting a speedy corner who has shown that he can play. I think that Joe Barry is going to be able to utilize him in a number of different ways if he can be that lockdown corner, which looking at his tape, there really isn't a whole lot just because you see quarterbacks avoid Eric Stokes, which is a great sign. And if we could get two lockdown corners, one in Jair Alexander and one in Eric Stokes, I love this. So I think they get an athletic player. It fulfills a need, and I absolutely adore this pick. Then with our second pick, the Green Bay Packers decided to replace the all-pro Corey Lindsley with Josh Myers, the center from Ohio State, at 6'5", 310 pounds. Again, the theme of the Packers draft this year was to address needs. And here's another one. A versatile center who's also had some time at guard. He's a good run blocker. And the biggest thing was... 
Corey Lindsley walked away, and we could have put Elton Jenkins in the center. However, with David Bakhtiari injured, and who knows if he's going to be ready for the beginning of the season, there's some potential gaps there on that offensive line. And here, Josh Myers fulfills a big need. He will have the opportunity to be a starter day one, and if he can do that, well, then this is a home run. Then trading up in the third round, the Green Bay Packers with their third pick selected Amari Rodgers, the wide receiver from Clemson at 5'9 and 212 pounds. So while on the smaller side, this guy is a bruiser. If you go and look at some of his tape, he does not get taken down easily. From 2017 to 2020, he had 181 receptions for over 2,100 yards and 15 touchdowns. He was second in yards after the catch, only behind Devonta Smith, and a lot of people have been referring to him as Randall Cobb 2.0, which his dad coached Randall Cobb. So there's just amazing connections there between him and Green Bay. But one of the best parts about him is not only is he going to be a slot threat, but he can return kicks, which is phenomenal because we haven't had, you know, an elusive and great returner since Randall Cobb. So yeah, this pick does nicely. While there's lots of questions at wide receiver at the moment because after this season, none of the current wide receivers on the roster are scheduled to be there next year. So unless they get extensions, we definitely needed to draft a wide receiver, which is why I was a little confused. We actually didn't go get another one in the draft, but Rodgers fulfills an amazing need. He's gonna have an opportunity to start and he's a weapon like no other currently on the roster. Then heading into round four, the Green Bay Packers decide to go after offensive line again and go with Royce Newman from Ole Miss. 6'6", 310 pounds. This was like the pick that uh, some draft pundits were like, ah, oh, this might be a bit of a reach, but again, nobody knows. Once again, you see Goody going after a guy who's versatile. He's played left guard. He's played all the way to right tackle. He allowed three sacks and 846 pass blocking snaps in the past two seasons, which is pretty darn good. So again, right now, the Green Bay Packers have, I think, 16 offensive linemen on the roster. Obviously, that's going to get cut down, but Royce Newman selected in the fourth is going to be able to provide some depth. And with that versatility, we have some options now. Then heading into round five, we got TJ Slayton, the defensive tackle from Florida at 6'4", 330 pounds. He's a big boy. When he was over in Florida, he paid at 360 pounds. He's lost 30 pounds since. So yeah, he was a big guy. Now I will say this guy definitely needs some time to develop. The good things are he has a lot of power. He takes up a lot of space, which is fantastic to close those run gaps. In addition, here you are again, a position of need as we have needed someone along that defensive line next to Kenny Clark. And while I think that Slayton is gonna need some time to develop and hopefully is the fix that we need along that defensive line, this is more of a developmental pick, but again, I'm happy that it addresses a huge hole. With our second pick in round five, we decided to go for depth once again, drafting another corner, getting Shamar Jean Charles from Appalachian State. I got some messages that I did not pronounce that right, and so my deepest condolences. I will never forget the latch again. 5'10", 184 pounds, a bit on the smaller side, and that's one of the big knocks against him. When you're going against some bigger wide receivers, it might be a problem. But a lot of people have slotted him as a potential nickel corner. On top of that, he had 16 passes defended in 2020. Also in 2020, only allowed a 30.4% completion rating, which is pretty darn good. And this might spell trouble for some of our corners on our roster, like a Josh Jackson or potentially Kadar Holman. Goody basically wants a lot of competition at corner where he really hasn't struck gold, except for Jair Alexander back in 2018. And he's looking to rectify that in this draft. Then the first of two picks in round six, we got Cole Van Linen from Wisconsin. He's a homegrown boy. 
The former Badger grew up 15 minutes from Lambeau Field. Yeah, I like that. Some good stuff about this guy, even though, again, once you start getting into round six or seven, you're just happy if they can contribute to the team. Besides, you know, being from Wisconsin. In 2018, he was ranked as the nation's highest offensive tackle by Pro Football Focus. He's versatile. It provides some depth, even though with his size, he's most likely going to be moved to guard. And again, here comes Goody doing the same exact thing he's doing with corner. He's doing with the offensive line saying, hey, remember how we got destroyed in the NFC Championship game with our O-line? Let's make sure there's lots of big guys back there so that doesn't happen again. Then with our second pick in round six, we went inside linebacker with Isaiah McDuffie from Boston College. A little bit of a lack of speed with this guy. Ran a 4-5-9, but again, a position of need, provides some depth. Obviously went and got Kamal Martin last year. We also have Chris Barnes, who went undrafted but played really, really well last year. Joe Barry is kind of a linebacker wizard. He took guys like Corey Littleton and made them into superstars. I'm hoping he can do the same exact thing here. The thing that really stands out for me is with Isaiah McDuffie is his tackling, and he does it really damn well. So if anything, hopefully we won't have too many missed tackles this year. And then finally, with the final pick for the Green Bay Packers, they went with Kylan Hill, the running back from Mississippi State, a guy who looks to be replacing Jamal Williams as that third running back. Had an amazing 2019, had over 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, had issues in 2020, rumors of an altercation with one of the members of the coaching staff. But if you want to see something awesome, go look at his highlights of him just hurtling defenders. And if they can get him back to that 2019 form, he will be an amazing compliment to guys like A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So overall, I've seen a bunch of draft grades for the Packers online, and I've seen a lot of Fs or really, really low scores. And I have to say, as a Packers fan, I love this draft. I'm really, really happy with this on the surface because right off the bat, these are guys that you can plug in, provide immediate depth, immediate help to positions of need for the Packers. They needed offensive line help. We went out and tripled down on offensive line help. We needed corner help. We doubled down on corner help, getting one in the first round, making sure that speed was a priority. We want another weapon for Aaron Rodgers, at least hopefully Aaron Rodgers. We went out and got Amari Rodgers. So while we're not going to know how these guys are going to contribute because I know the 2020 NFL draft, a lot of those guys didn't except for AJ Dillon for like the Tennessee Titans game. Josiah DeGuerra got injured. Jordan Love never saw the field and Kamala Martin did pretty well, but you really didn't see how the 2020 draft class was going to do for the Packers. I imagine for this draft class, some of these guys are going to be starting immediately and are going to make a major impact. Guys like Eric Stokes, Josh Myers, and Amari Rogers, I think are getting immediate playing time. And that's a huge positive for a team that was one game away from the Super Bowl last year. Now, obviously you have all this Aaron Rodgers crap that is going on so there's a lot of question marks here but overall if we're assuming Aaron Rodgers is still our quarterback I really love this draft class for the Packers it fills a bunch of holes and I would give it a solid B plus while there's nothing that blew me away here I think what this draft kind of is attempting to do is making sure the Packers don't decline we have a good football team right we've gone to back-to-back NFC championship games and I know lots of people will be like oh well you missed it right you got blown out by the 49ers and you lost to the Buccaneers yes we absolutely did but we were the number one seed in the NFC last Last year for a reason. You go and you get guys that can make the team better and make sure they don't decline. I love this draft for what it is. And tomorrow I'll be jumping into the NFC North as a whole because I think almost every single team in the North had a really good draft. So we'll take a look at that tomorrow, but let me know what you think down in the comments below about the Packers draft. And let's just pray that Aaron Rodgers comes back one last time. Let me know what you think. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or TomGrassyComedy on all social media. See you down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. 
I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, Go Pack Go! Thank you.